Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Powered by Riverside. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas. I got Uriah here yet again. Uriah, we are recording live during a summer league game. The Sixers are playing against the Miami Heat. They are currently up 32 to 29 in the second quarter with 2.917 to go. But that's not the only thing we're going to talk about today, right? So yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to discuss. I would love to fast forward to the regular season, but we're finishing up the summer league and training camps coming up. Besides all that, before we get to summer league, Lucas, and there's a lot to discuss. The Utah Jazz, they traded Rudy Gobert last week, right? Uh-huh. And they got a ton of draft picks, young players. It looks like they're about to pull... Well, I'm not going to say it. A process or... It looks like the they're going to... Yeah, it certainly looks like they're going to rebuild at, at yeah. bare minimum. You, that's the politically correct term. Yes, they are rebuilding. And in the midst of all that, recently it was reported that Donovan Mitchell, and this is from Woj, that Donovan Mitchell could be shopped, meaning on the trade block from the Utah Jazz. So a lot of people are speculating that the Sixers could make a run for the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. Do you think Lucas that the Sixers should be willing to trade Tyrese Maxey for Donovan Mitchell? So let's break this down a few things. First off, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said that they're listening to offers. They're not actively shopping him yet, but they're going to listen to offers, which I think is fair. The guy's what, like 26 now, 25, 26, Yes, he's 25. So he's not really, he's starting to enter his prime, not really the age to be rebuilding. It should have been in the first couple of years of career. He's averaged for his career 23.9 points per game. And last season averaged a, a shade under 26 points per game. So certainly an all star level talent. No denying that for sure, Uriah. The issue here, and this is where I'm getting into because I actually just wrote about it today. I, I wrote that the Sixers should stay away from Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Here's my reasons being. First off, let's look at the Rudy Gobert trade. They got five players and four first-round draft picks for, for Rudy Gobert, who, while 
he is Chris's love child, which, you know, Chris loves him to death. And we miss Chris. We hope we have you back soon, bud. But Speak I think yourself, we both agree. Man. Oh. Speak <laughs> I, I like controlling this this side of the microphone. Chris, stay as long as you want, wherever you are. <laughs> you're you're in uh was it He's in Pennsylvania. He's in the mountains of Pennsylvania. No, he's on an island. What island is he on? Oh yeah, yeah. He's on Straight Springer, Springer Island. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah Springer there. Island. <laughs> you know, it kind of sounds like Waiters Island. I which <laughs> never really worked out either. Chris, um, we miss you. But anyway. We, yeah, um, I think we both agree that that was an overpay for Gobert. For first think? Round. Yeah. So, but with that in mind, we know what Danny, Danny Ainge, who's the president of Utah, is thinking now. And I think it's all safe to say that he's probably not going to settle for much less than that mm-hmm. regarding for Donovan Mitchell. And guess what, Uriah? We don't have the draft capital for that. We only have pick swaps up until 2028. Or 27? No, 28. Yeah. And then we can either offer either 28 or 29, but not both. So draft capital alone, that takes us out of the race. But we do have some interesting young talents. Like you said, Tyrese Maxey is the top of that list. Now, I might say I might have an unpopular opinion here, but I think Tyrese Maxey is a similar level player to Donovan Mitchell. I think they could be a, I think they could have a similar career trajectory by the end of by the time it's all over. I'm not going to say the exact, and maybe Mitchell's slightly better. So you wouldn't trade for Tyrese? No, I, I don't. I don't think I would. And the other thing to consider is this: we actually finally have some solid forward depth. We would have to include Tobias Harris in this deal to make money work, right? And while yes. PJ Tucker and Daniel House are great. We we only have Matisse Liable after that, and I don't want to see Cork Maz this season. I don't think you do either, but that might have to. That might not be an option. And I mean, we still have Georges and Yang, which is fine. But no, but then they you would get have my, to, They would have to throw in other pieces on their end yeah, to match salaries. No, not necessarily. No, because Donovan okay. Mitchell only makes thirty million, and Tobias Harris makes what thirty. Okay, six, yeah, six, they, seven. yeah, yeah, but point being here is that this it's just it's it's a complicated trade and i'm just and it takes away from our depth i'm not loving it i i'd rather just keep with the core four at this point because are we really thinking the common if we drop tyrese maxi and tobias harris and get donovan mitchell does that really make our team better well, you got that's figure. about that, that. That's 34 points combined between the two of them per game from last year versus Donovan's 25. Yeah, but Donovan, I mean, if you look at his overall scale of talent and his ability to score off the dribble and to be a threat, that he would open up a lot of opportunities for other players to get open shots. So I, I understand we would lose some, some bodies and some, some young talent, but. Donovan is a—he's a really good player. He's—he's he's not. I'm a not superstar. saying that he's not. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like, okay, look, it, this is kind of our next question. But I honestly don't think the fit's clean either. Well, let's talk about it then. So let's say Donovan Mitchell did get traded to the 76ers, whether you're giving up Maxi or whether you're giving up Tobias Harris in some way, shape, or form. It's all about him being Harden. So how do you mm-hmm. think he would fit next to those two players? Well, let's 
let's think about this. Donovan did not have a great relationship with Rudy Gobert, and Rudy Gobert is the best screen setter in the NBA. It just did not happen. I don't, and Joel's not a screen setter, so he's not going to be able to initiate his offense with Joel as well as. Didn't he get better with Harden though, Lucas? He did, he did, did, but he's still not his primary skill set on offense. And do you really want Joel and B setting like 20 to 30 screens a night for those two? I don't. That's not Joel's (laughs) best skill. Yeah, he might might get uh, his face broken by another shoulder. Exactly, exactly. So there's that. And then look. Yes, he's a, Donovan Mitchell's a shooting guard, but he's really more of a combo guard. Let's let's be real; like he needs the a ball in his hands. He's he's six one, but and he's not like a primary playmaker. But he has the ball. He's kind of like Co. He takes the role of Kobe Bryant. Like he's a shooting guard by name, but he has the ball okay. in his hand more, more in the than the point guard. I needed you to clarify that that yeah. comparison makes sense. Kobe and okay, 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 yeah. like Derek Fisher. And, like, yes, James Harden made that work with Kyrie. But Kyrie's – and I'm not saying Donovan's not a shooter because he attempted, like, around nine three-pointers a game and shot at around 35%. But I just – that's a lot to ask for. Don, Donovan would be the third option, the second or third option here. And I just don't know if Donovan's ready to take that back seat. And if I'm trading for a guy to be – like, if I'm trading that type of depth, I want him to be, like, competing with Joel for number one in touches. And I don't – Donovan's not going to do that. Right. Yeah, I think Mitchell is an outstanding player. He has a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of game in his bag or of a lot of bag in his game. Yeah. I, I think he'd be a, an interesting fit. I don't think it would be the most perfect fit with him beating Harden as much as Harden needs the ball in his hands. Even though his skills are declining, he's getting older. Mm-hmm. He's still going to need to to play make and get other players involved. And Donovan Mitchell, like you said, he's Embiid shouldn't be setting screens for for all these players when he needs the ball himself to to take some mm-hmm. shots. So it would be a weird fit. Uh, I would hate to see Tyrese Maxey go because I think his ceiling is much higher than some people give him credit for. But yeah, it would be a weird fit. Yeah, I I think so too. So anyway, the Sixers are playing at halftime. They are be they are losing to the Heat 32 to 34. Gosh, that reminds me of the playoffs, doesn't it? But there is some positives to take away from the summer league, some of the Sixers young veterans. Uriah, what are what are some of your thoughts on them thus far? Well, if you think about probably the two top players that fans who followed the Sixers the past several years, everyone's glued to two specific players. That would be Isaiah Joe and I almost said uh, Paul Bassey. Charles Bassey. No. Damn it. No, remember, we combined, we, we combined yeah, the two. Yeah, we are, right? but yep. the <laughs> listeners, they need to know. They need to know. All right. <laughs> Paul Reed. Okay, Paul Reed, he's been all over social media. I love Paul Reed. So all eyes were on those two players. I don't think they underperformed. I think they, I don't want to say over-delivered because it's not like they were averaging 30 points, but they definitely showed that they're a class above all the uh, players who are in the summer league right now. They showed poise. They showed ability. They showed skill. Uh, I think Isaiah Joe had 
what is the game winner a couple of nights ago? Yes, again in the last game in Utah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he was lighting that stadium on fire and and ooing and awing all the spectators. So Isaiah Joe, unfortunately, I think he got banged up that game. So I think it's good. No, 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 no. It was against. I think it was against the uh, the game after the rap. No, it was not the Raptors game. It was the game after that. Um, eight minutes in against. It was a Sunday game. I forget who they played, but the, whoever they but played, he got, he got banged up. He got yeah, banged shoulder messed up. Yeah. yeah, and I, I would hate for anything like that. How about EJ Liddell? He got uh, an torn ACL. ACL. Tear. Yeah, that was that was a guy we both were interested in in the draft. I guess the Sixers kind of dodged a bullet there, but yeah. hopefully he recovers well for the Pelicans. Yeah, I know you you make some good cases there. Yeah, and then Charles Bassey, I think he he played he's been up playing to well. expectation. Yeah, I, I think that Charlie Brown, your guy, I think he's done a decent job. And some of the younger players, I know you wrote an article recently about kind of their struggles, but but yeah, that's what I think about the summer league so far. So look, I'm gonna say this: this was the Isaiah Joe coming out party. It, it's clear that he's gonna jump, you know, leap jaw. Sorry, excuse me. He's gonna leapfrog. Cork Maz and minutes. It's just he defender. He's showing better defensive skills in summer league than Cork Maz ever did in the NBA. He's a fearless shooter. I think in Utah he shot around forty percent from three pointers on nearly like six or ten attempts. No, nine attempts a game. Mm. So, so the guys, the guy has this has the touch, and he has the confidence. And like you said, the game winner certainly big. He's a hired assassin. And and like he's playing two-way basketball. I don't think yeah. at six six you can't really ask for much more. And I don't know if you've seen him, Uriah, but I've seen him. He looks chiseled. Like he he's added a little bit of muscle. Listen, if but, he can if he can make it a habit of getting to the line, if let's say he gets like 20, 20 minutes a game. If he gets to the line four to six times, he's like a ninety-five percent free throw shooter. He's an amazing mm-hmm. free throw shooter. This this could be the year of Isaiah Joe for sure. And Paul Paul Reed, we already know he's gonna get oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've liked a I've liked a lot from what I've seen from Charles Bassey, but I'm gonna say it like I said it last time. He got hands for feet. The ball <laughs> on offense just he can it's like bouncing off his hands. He gotta get gentler hands. That's it's as simple as that. But um, Charlie Brown Jr. really good defender. I didn't and can attack the rim. The shot's still a little suspect, but I'll deal with. I can deal with that. Two guys that I do want. I am gonna have a little bit of concern about here, and they were both off-season uh, additions. One was Julian Champagne, who I was high on because of all the highlight reels that I saw of him and his stats. You fell for but it. I fell for it because <laughs> man, let me tell you something. Uh, prior to this game, do you want to know what his three-point percentage was? What was it? 6.7%. Ouch. For the this, whole entire summer league. This is the kid from St. John's, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember us talking about him. Yeah. Wait, he's and not that, even double digits? In wow. three-point percentage? No, no. That's it's sad. It's, it's that's, concerning. That's let's see, more this, than concerning. This, and then in this game, let's see here. Is he starting? No, he's not starting. He's one of three from three-point lane, which I guess is better than what he had been doing, so positives there but the other guy who has had some up and downs is traveling queen who the sixers you know g league mvp signed to a partially guaranteed deal has not looked hot 
average has averaged up until this game about about eight points per game at halftime. He shot three of six in the three point line and has nine, so that's better. But like he he's a bit streaky in the summer league, but he did miss the first game due con- conditioning, so he could very well. And I thought I saw a, a report from Chris Haynes of Yahoo saying that he wasn't even at the negotiating table. He was on a, a yacht cruise. So he, he could I, – I believe that. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what I saw. And if that's the case, clearly he's not in basketball shape and there's going to be some rust there. A little concerning for both of those players considering that they were just signed. But What about Petrusev? You, you got on – you mentioned earlier before the so, podcast. Yeah, so Philip Petrusev was the pick right before Charles Bassey that the Sixers made in last year's draft. Uh, played last year overseas in Turkey. I mean, he's had his moments, but it's just he's not dominating games, which I think we both were kind of hoping for for a second year, you know, summer league player. I just, he's not ready. He's not ready. I don't know if he ever will be. Uh, the Sixers did f- sign Michael Foster Jr. to a Exhibit 10 deal. For those that don't know what that is, it basically incentivizes a player to come in for training camp as a non-guaranteed deal, but. They do get extra money if they sign with the Sixers G League affiliate, which would be the Delaware Bluecoats. So, Bluecoats fans, you're probably going to see Michael Foster Jr. I'll tell you a couple other guys that you should hope to see, too, um, in in Bluecoats uniform. Uh, Tyler Bay, I've been impressed with him. He's made He hasn't made the splashiest plays, but he has been very smart in what he's done on both sides of the court. Grant Riller could get a contract after, you know, Struggling with injury last year, he's kind of looking a lot better. So maybe he can do something. Miles Powell could be back for the Blue Coats, as well as Aminu Muhammad. We talked about him in the last podcast, and even this kid Justin Smith has put up some decent numbers when when he's played. So those are oh Malik Ellison guys. Malik Ellison, he's six six. He's a shooting guard. He played for the College Park uh, Skyhawks last year. I've been impressed with him. Keep an eye on him for sure. He should definitely be with the Blue Coats if he can. And then, of course, nothing's really changed with. Um, is he even playing? No, I don't think Jaden Springer has played in this game, but nothing's really changed with Jaden Springer in this. In I'm this telling game. you, he's cracking a starting lineup. You'll be sure. Uh, you, are you on the same island as Chris? Charlie Brown. Uh, of course, Charlie Brown is. Yeah. Charlie Brown. He's, just, he's the starting two guard. I mean, with Tyrese Maxey going, right? No, he's Tyrese ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but, but no, in all seriousness, that's just some of my thoughts. On those are good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yeah, you're right. Did you see anybody on this roster right now that's not already a Sixers player? You know, on a regular contract, making the regular season roster, or or make the roster to start training camp? I think Queen. Even though he had some bumps and bruises in the summer league, we have an opportunity to show what he can do in training camp. I think Petrusev has, I think the Sixers put a little bit of investment in him, so he'll get an opportunity to show. Plus, there's not a lot of big guys on this roster on training camp. And other than that, uh, I mean, maybe Charlie Charlie Brown will be there. I mean, there, uh, you're, naming the, you're naming everybody that's on – either partially guaranteed or two-way contracts already. I want somebody that's not on one of those. Well, who, who do you have? So, like I said, Michael Foster Jr. is on a 10-day con- at, at the Exhibit 10 contract. 
you could probably uh, I think Malik Ellison should get a shot and maybe even Aminu Muhammad. I think those would be the guys oh, yeah. that I would love. Muhammad, yes, number 36. Yeah, I think yeah. those are the guys that I think should also get a fair shot at it. So Malik Ellison, Muhammad, you can even throw in Grant Riller if you really want to, or Cassius Winston. You could toss a coin for either one of those guys because they're basically the same type of spark plug, small guard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that those are all solid options. So Bleacher Report, Lucas, came out with a ranking Bleacher Report, they rank the NBA's best superstar duos. I have five in front of me, one through five. I'm going to ask you your opinion about the order. And obviously, if there's anyone that was left off or if there's anybody in this top five that you believe should not be in the top five. So top ranking duos in the NBA, we have number five, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Number four, our guys, our dynamic duo, Joel Embiid and James Harden. Third, they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We'll see how long that lasts. Second, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. And the first-ranked duo in the NBA, according to Bleacher Report, is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Andrew Holiday. Give me your thoughts, Lucas. Do they have it right, or are they a little off? I think this is one of those Bleacher Report articles that is very off-base because Bleacher Report has good ones, and then they have some very off-base ones, and this is this is an off-base one here. And I guess the first thing I'm going to say is that the only reason, the only like logical reason I could say, okay, you could put Giannis up there is because Giannis is so great that even any co-star is going to be like good enough to be a dynamic duo. Like, neither one of his co-stars made an all-star team last... No, Wayson, did Drew make it last year? Uh, Him or Middleton made it last year. I don't think Middleton. It must have been Drew. Might have been. Okay. But, like, okay, you could argue who's better, Drew or Chris. I, I would say Chris personally, but, like, it's not well, by... Well, Drew life. gives you both sides of the ball, man. You so does Middleton. Give it up. So Middleton? Come on. He's not as good as a defender, but he's a better offensive player. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you if you added up both offense and defense, their abilities and contribution, Holiday would edge Middleton by a little bit. Okay, so I I don't, I, I don't feel good about Giannis being on this list because okay. he's that that duo is so top heavy with Giannis there. So I, I I would have to take them out. But looking at this moving forward, there are and then Kevin Durant and Kyrie. If we were counting last year, then maybe, but like. Until they're they're not traded, I'm going to assume that they are going to get traded. Mm-hmm. So I, let's just take out one and three there. So you have Jokic and Murray. I'm MB, completely Harden. I'm completely confused about why Giannis and Drew can't be a top duo because Giannis I, is, is so good. I don't understand that logic. He's too like okay. Look, a duo. What I think of a duo, it's like a well balanced. Like, in terms of talent, and, like, is Drew even a top 30 player? Like, everybody else on this list is at least in the top 30. I would 30. say he definitely is. Uh, no, 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 I, I, I can't say that. I can't what? say that. Oh, man, don't give me time. 
Don't no, give me time. No, Drew Holiday is a top 30 player. Nah, nah. He's a top 40 or 45, but he's not a top 30. All right, that's debatable. But anyway, okay. so you think so, because Giannis is so good, is is that why Steph Curry's not on this list? Because he's so, so much yeah, better no, no, than... No, no, no. No, 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 Steph, and you could, I, I would say probably right now, it would probably be Steph trying to think of who's second. Draymond, yeah, because you can't put Clay there right yet. He has yeah. to get better. But just Steph and Drake, Draymond, I think they're more of a dynamic duo than Drew, I mean, Holiday and Giannis. I, mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. So I would have those two in the top five. Mm-hmm. And then let's just, sake of argument, Kevin and Kyrie get split. We got to put another one in there. I would say yeah. I would say Bam and Jimmy should be in the top. Uh, mm, if you're talking about balance, they're the one guy is I not got, that got, much Jason, better than the other. And Jaden's and Jaden Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown or Jaden Brown? Sorry, Jalen Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people online have agreed with that point. Is they were clearly left off. Look, Jokic and Jokic is obviously MVP, outstanding player. Jamal Murray hasn't played relevant basketball in over a year and he is injured, he is, yeah but uh, but to put him at number two oh no, no no i would put jo- i would put joel on okay look let's just say we put those two take out the two that i mentioned and put those two in my new order would probably have to be steph and draymond at one joel and wow. harden at two Wait a minute! You can't have Steph and Draymond in there if you're saying yeah. Giannis and Drew can't be in there. That's you're talking exactly about an imbalance. What... It's very imbalanced. No, but okay. Is Drew Holiday a a future Hall of Famer? No, Draymond is. It is that simple. Drew Holiday is better than Draymond Green. Right now, maybe, but Drew. Guess what? Draymond Green is a future Hall of Famer. I'm going to give that that extra edge to him. You can agree with me or not on that. I'm dying on that hill. <laughs> I guess if Giannis is a ten and Drew is a is a is an eight, I'm gonna say that. See, I think you're overvaluing Drew here, though. No, no, no. I'm not putting. Me. I'm not putting Drew as an eight. Really, a guy who can get you a triple double. Okay, is okay. A, let's... Is all defensive team, I, and I know Draymond is all defensive too, but. With the, with the Draymond game, can also get get you triple double. Nah, man. It's not a pretty. It's not a pretty triple double. With the game on the listen, here's the distinction. With the game on the line, either in offense or defense, Drew Holiday is much more valuable than Draymond. Draymond is a liability. I don't know. On offense on offense, know, he's man. a liability. You want him he to take runs, a three pointer? He, 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 he runs your offense though. That's true. But if the shot clock is running down, who would you rather take the last shot? Is that what we're really going to compare this to? And just no, forget the you, other four, four 47 no, minutes I'm of the try, game? I'm trying to understand why Giannis and Drew can't be a top duo. I, it still doesn't register to me. Look, right, I'm hyper-focused okay. on it. Well, you can move okay. on. Sorry. Okay. So let's – I'm just giving you my perspective. Okay. So if I had Jalen Brown – okay, so I would do Steph and Draymond at one. I have Joel and Harden at two. I have Jokic and Murray at three. I have Brown and Tatum at four. And then I think it's fair to have Kawhi and George at five because neither one of them were super healthy last year. So that's okay. that's how I would rank them. What are your thoughts now? I would go 
Giannis. You can, yeah. I would go Giannis and Drew. I think they're okay. a legit duo. They're the best duo in the NBA. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. Mm. I would listen if I was an NBA team and I'm looking at the scouting report and I'm looking at a seven game series. Those two players are the least that I would want to see in a playoff series. Okay. But I think what was missed on this list, and I don't think you mentioned them either, was Chris Paul and – and uh, Devin Booker? Devin Booker, yeah. I think oh, that's those an interesting could, thought Those there. could be a yeah. top five. But I think the two players that you mentioned are definitely missing are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They were in the finals just a few weeks ago. So they're in the so, top five. I, I think Harden and Bede, they're somewhere between three and four. I can't put them in second. Just who because. do you have second? Second, so I let's, would go, let's, let's, I would, let's go. Let's rank them one through five. Go ahead and go. All right, Giannis and Drew. Okay. Then I go Katie and Kyrie. So you're keeping them on there. Okay. Yep. I go Joel and James. Okay. And this is just based on the play last season, I would probably put Jalen Brown and Tatum fourth and then CP three and Devin Booker because they, they played well last year. They, they went on a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. So you're okay. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry to bore you. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. 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 I'm not. I'm used to it. I tried that off. I try not. I tried to hide it. Can you hear me when I yawn? Absolutely, it's all right. Though, really, you got it. You got a little toddler running around. I get it. Uh, I, I am so. I apologize. Around. It's all right. He's basically dogs are basically toddlers at this point. <laughs> I'll let you. I can all see. So, but the, no, no, no. They, 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 like they're both very emotionally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop yeah, before I dig yeah, the yeah. hole. Yeah, don't put your foot in your mouth, buddy. Yeah, I'm so, not Joe Biden. Oh, sorry. Read, read, is... read the next line. Okay. <laughs> Did you get that? I do like Joe. I do like Joe Biden, though. I, I like do. Joe Biden. But he's that's like, not the point. That's like, just it's something that Uncle my dad Joe. used to say. My my Uncle dad Joe. used to say. My dad used to say it all the time, growing up, because we're from Delaware, and Joe Biden, of course, was a Delaware senator. So it was just something that I heard all the time growing up. My grandfather lived on Biden Lane. He lived in uh, Washington Township. So Biden's been in my ear for a long time. So Uh let's go from this ranking from Bleacher Report to our duo, Embiid and Harden. So they played games after the All-Star break. They went Uh through a few series together. We saw some good. We saw some not so good. My question to you is how much better – Will Embiid and Harden get this year as a duo for the Sixers? Look, that all that all like comes down to Harden and how how well he's conditioned and how healthy he is. Well, best case scenario, let's go. But let's be positive. Let's say he plays seventy five games next year. Seventy five games, looking about like he did before the hamstring injury, and hands down, like I don't even know how you could argue that. Yeah, because that's prime Harden and Joel Embiid. Harden would average probably close to a triple double. Uh, what would you say? At least like twenty four points, eleven assists, and eight rebounds per game. Joel probably average around twenty eight to thirty points per game. I'm probably good. I, 
I suspect Joel's going to take a, a little bit of a regression in scoring this season mm-hmm. just to help save himself for the playoffs. And plus, he won't need to because Tyrese and James are going to pick up the slack and there's still Tobias as well. Or so, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> stop just, it. Man, the rumors. I, the rumors. <laughs> for you, maybe. I'm I'm good. I want to keep the four four together. I, I but, would, yeah. too. Yeah, so, I, I, I yeah, I think that Harden and Embiid together, getting through training camp, going through a full season, is going to pay dividends. The chemistry will build. Harden, if he stays healthy, will make everyone on the team better. And Embiid, hey, look, if it, maybe Embiid, if he just ignores the whole chitter-chatter of MVP race and focuses on his game and leadership and be, becoming the best he can be, maybe that'll come naturally. But I think... This this duo could be the top duo in the entire league. If, like you said, pre-COVID Harden shows up to play and Embiid stays on this path of maturity and, and productivity, they could be number one. They could be number one. I think so, too, for sure. Now, does that mean the Sixers have the best chance to win? I don't know, but it, it certainly gives them a better shot than I think it did last year. A lot, Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Hey, did you hear about... Uh, was it Zach Lowe? Someone was saying that the Sixers should be investigated. Did you yeah, it was that? Zach. It was Zach Lowe. What's up with that? Is that just clickbait, or do you think? I, really I, I, well, Zach Lowe probably is like Zach Lowe's not really doesn't really care about tampering. I think he was just more or less joking. Now, if somebody else said it, like maybe uh, Bobby Marks or Jeff Van Gundy or somebody along those lines, then they probably meant it. But I, I don't. I'm not too worried about it. And look, the Sixers. It look. Every team, I, I truly believe every team tampers in the NBA on, on some level. Yeah, they just, honestly, have to, they, just, they just have to go to an all-white party hosted by Michael Rubin. That's tampering yeah. right there. Or, you know, scout another player in their playoff series. <laughs> the or, yeah. or slide into someone's DMs on Twitter or Instagram. Look, look, look the, there's <laughs> nothing the league can do stopping players from talking to the other players. It's impossible. It's impossible. And their players are going to talk, and then the players are going to talk to their agents, and then you know their agents are going to talk to the the, the respective teams. It's, it's nothing that the NBA can do. Like I honestly, I think tampering makes things a little bit more fun in a way. <laughs> like I know that's weird to say, but like no, you know what I mean. It's, it gives a little it, drama. It's part, it, it gives it makes the NBA the best soap opera in the in in all of sports. Didn't it, didn't Magic Johnson get in trouble? Get in trouble for tampering with Ben Simmons? Is that did that happen or did I dream that up? Yeah, he 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 did because he was talking <laughs> about how Ben Simmons is going to be like one of the best point guards or whatever, and then he got fined. Uh, the the Bucks lost a draft pick this draft because of the whole entire Bogdan Bajanovich thing from like two summers ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's it happens. It's just yeah. It's I I I'm all honestly like that type of player empowerment. I'm all for. Yeah. Like players should be able to talk to each other and talk about teaming up. And let's let's be real. LeBron James was the first one to do it with the Miami Heat because there's no way they only decided to do that as soon as the free agency began they had been planning that for years well the one thing that i've been seeing online is that lebron james fans supporters they are now making it a point to emphasize the fact that he didn't 
demand a trade or request a trade that he fulfilled his contract wherever he went and because of free agency he decided to leave which was his right Mm -hmm. to combat all the negativity about oh he teamed up and he called this guy and and said oh let's play together yeah no he's not wrong yeah he's he's, he, he exercised that right now, I, let's be clear, though. LeBron James definitely throws his way in the front office. We saw it with Cleveland. And I'll, I'll say this. In terms of, like, LeBron James does not care about teams uh, fran- the, play- the team that he's playing for right then and there. He does not care about their future No, beyond after he's there. It's about his legacy that, at this point. Exactly. So, I mean, like, no, no, seriously, go back to um, his – with the Miami Heat. They got rid of all their draft capital for a few years, even after he was supposedly gone, to put players around him so that he could have the best team possible. Cleveland Cavaliers, the exact same thing. And they had the trade, and then like the one time they didn't request to that is when they traded for like Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance or whatever for that final run that they made, and it just was ugly because they didn't have anything else to trade. Right. They traded away everything else. All so, I have to say, all I have to say, Lucas, is wait until Kyrie gets to LA. Oh, man. that is going to be a fireworks show. LeBron and Kyrie back together. Woo! That's going to be. Fun. I, th- I think LeBron James might be the one player in the NBA that might be able to, like, not tame, but be able to handle Kyrie and his foolishness. I would agree. I just don't know how they make that happen with Brooklyn. I don't know what they think they oh. have to get. Kyrie. Oh no, 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 no! The reason why it hasn't happened yet is because the the Lakers aren't offering their picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they offer their those two picks that they can send, then the deal's done. Yeah, like they'll take on Westbrook's bad contract. However, I did see somewhere that they don't want to trade Kyrie until they trade Kevin. Yeah, I think everything is waiting. Everyone is waiting to see what Kevin Durant. What's going to happen? Look, and, and there's a real possibility they could be back for next year. It, it, it mm. is. It's not a pretty thing, and it wouldn't be pretty. But look, Kevin's under contract for four years. He's not going to pull Ben Simmons. He's going to play if he can't get traded. Kyrie's has to be on his best behavior to get that. You know, I would max, I would, max extension. He's going to play for the. Here's you why. don't. Okay. Here's why I think Kevin Durant could sit. At least half the season, or when he he'll play when he's ready. If if John Wall can sit an entire season in in Houston and still get paid and just reserve his body and come back healthier, why wouldn't Kevin Durant do that? Okay, two two reasons. One, Kevin Durant is trying to win a title and trying to you know change his legacy. Him sitting out a year is not going to help that. And the difference is Kevin has three, would have three years out on his contract after this. John Wall only had one, and the team told him to sit. Okay, they didn't. He, it's not that he wanted to sit; they told him to sit. So why, would, why wouldn't Brooklyn, if if he's if he's drawing a line in the sand, he's like, I don't want to play. I, I don't like this culture. I don't like the coach. Or I'm not saying he doesn't uh, like Steve Nash, but if he drew a line in the sand, it's like I'm not going to put forth my best effort, and I don't want to risk my body and. Because they lose trade capital, they they can't trade a, an injured Kevin Durant, so they could sit him. Why not? I mean, they, and they could choose to do that, but I just don't think Kevin Durant will. I I think he loves the game too much. He's not Kyrie. He's not Ben Simmons. He's gonna. He's that gonna. I'll give you. I'll give you that. He is. Yeah, he is definitely he's, a hooper. 
So he's going to play regardless. And I don't think he's going to, you know, half butt it or whatever. Yeah. I think he's going to put, I think he'll put in a respectable, you know, like his fair share of, you know, effort into it. Now, is it will always be the funnest situation? No, it's not going to be fun. But look, Kyrie and Kevin Durant could do the biggest, you know, like F you to the Nets by winning a championship next year and then bolting Kyrie bolt for somewhere else and Kevin gets traded that next offseason. That's a big F you in their perspective to the Nets. And honestly, it's a win for the Nets because they still get their championship before they have to rebuild around Ben Simmons, which probably won't go super well, but we'll have to wait and see. Joel Embiid is now an official citizen of what country do you think, Uriah? Cameroon. Of course he well, of course, he's always been a <laughs> uh, citizen of that country. But what other country do you think he's now a citizen for? Of sorry, not for of. I would say uh where Timothy Cabarou Cabarot is from. Uh, Timothy Luau Cabarot. That's what I said. No, you forgot the Luau part. Well, I still have I still haven't learned how to say it. But yeah, it's he's okay. from France, right? France, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. So him and Rudy Gobert will now be on the same French national team, Uriah. What a duo. talk about a, what a twin towers that would be in FIBA play, right? And Bede would be a guard on that team. He probably would be, <laughs> would be with Tony guard. Parker. Probably with Tony Parker retired. Who who Oh gosh, they would have Frank Nielakino, wouldn't they? Oh gosh, why not? Evan Fournier, Fournier out there. Yeah, Fournier, Nielakino. I don't know who else. Is there no other good French guards in the NBA right now? Uh, Boucher. Chris Boucher is not a guard. He's not a guard. Oh, but but he's from France, right? I don't think so. No. Boucher. I'd have to look. I, I don't know. I mean, it might be. It might be. It might be Creole though. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. That's something we need to ask a, a Raptors yeah. fan because I, I do not know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Certainly, it gives Joel a chance to play in the Olympic and FIBA play, which is certainly something that I'm sure he would look forward to and enjoy. Uh, Cameroon, of course, is a French-speaking uh, country, if I'm correct, right, Uriah? Yes, it is. Yes, That's I think so. Yeah. Issues. Yeah. Yeah, so last, so that, time, it, last time I was there, I spoke fluent Cameroonian, so I, I wouldn't yeah, know if I, I spoke I, French. Of course, you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, any thoughts on that, Uriah? I would, I completely object to it. I don't, why? Because I don't, why do, why do you think I'm a Sixers fan, right? Why should I care about FIBA and France? Look, I want Embiid as healthy as he can be, let him walk around the Jersey Shore with his, his son and fiance and and relax and rehab and work on his skill at home i, I don't want to see him risk getting injured in fiba i don't care about fiba so i'm being but selfish here, 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 here's the flip side though uriah okay if he's staying at home he might be having too many philly cheesesteaks oh stop it just <laughs> stop it he or might be doing the spicy chef. You might be doing that spicy nacho challenge, and I know you've seen that video. I have not, believe me. Really? Uh, yeah, I okay, seen so, it. so there's a video. I, I will have to send it to you, but basically, for fans that don't know, like not this past, I think it was like two off-seasons ago, Joel and B did a spicy nacho challenge. So it's like one of those uh, Carolina Reaper nachos, and you only get one in like this little coffin box, and you have to take it out and eat it, and you can't drink milk. 
And oh, he ate... I did see that. I did see that. I'm, I'm I was going to say, I thought we I did, did a podcast that. about that. It's, yeah, It's been a while. Look, I would just, if he did stay home, I would want Embiid to stay away from uh, Matisse's biscuits. What What about, what <laughs> What about the uh, the Philly cheesesteak with the wisp? Wheeze, wheeze? No, that's Giannis. Whenever yes. Giannis comes to Philly, he goes to Pat Torginos and he can't decide what he wants to get. And he's yeah. confused about what Wheeze Wheat is. It's just <laughs> cheese, my man. It's just cheese. No, MB, I'm not worried about Embiid's health being at home. I, I, look, I'm just being honest. I'm not going to give like the, the answer that people expect. Like, yeah, I want him to go over there and represent blah, blah, blah. No. He is a 76er getting paid $35 million a year. And I want him healthy going into the season. So what do you think? You think he should play? I think players should I, – uh, I don't think we should limit players from playing internationally. You're so sentimental. You're so sentimental. Look, look. If they want to represent their country or country they adopted, that that is all for I them. Wish I, I, a, I wish I had a violin sound effect for this right now. Hey, man. Uh, hey. You want players to represent their country – Hey man, if they want to, if they he's want, he's not to. even from France. Come on, you know what? He, if it was Cameroon, I'd be like, okay, play for your native land. But France, you're not even. From well, guess France. what? Gian- Giannis isn't technically from Greece. He was from an African country, but he immigrated to Greece, so he plays for the Greece national team now. Bam. He grew up in Greece, and B grew up he in Cameroon. Cameroon. He didn't grow up in I, France. I'm not. Hey, hey. I'm not one to argue. I'm just <laughs> I'm just here for the show. And if okay. I can see Rudy Gobert and and Joel Embiid out on the court on the same time in a FIBA game, I think it would be either awful or fantastic or a little bit of both. And why not? I thought you were about to say Rudy Giuliani. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, no, it's a weird no. disconnection there. The, I, I mean, heard Rudy I the... and I heard the G and like, what is Rudy Giuliani doing? hopefully nothing he needs to stay (laughs) retired at this point nobody likes him anymore yeah um but no um yeah i I, i'm okay with it i think it's okay but i think on that note you're right i think it's time for you to play us out so this is the sex or sense podcast thank you for tuning in we really appreciate everyone listening if you get a chance please subscribe apple itunes audible google play and go ahead and leave a comment or a message for us let us know what you think about the topics that we've been talking about related to the sixers so until next time you guys take care out there we'll catch you next time powered by riverside Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 